This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on KWWJ.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on KYOKradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of A Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. We're here every Monday, as you know. I have two incredible guests, but this is first a Thanksgiving song that I found on YouTube. We're going to play it in its entirety because it's about, if you look at the video, it's about a bunch of grown-ups dressed like turkeys, and they're talking about how nobody ever has any Thanksgiving songs. And so I just thought it was hilarious, and I'll play it in its entirety at the end. But let me tell you who I have for us today. So I have Mr. Randy Sarlinski of the American Jewish Committee, and there's so many things that they are working on, and I really want him to pump up what they've got going between now and the end of the year. And then we have one of the most incredible political gurus around. And <coughs> excuse me. And that's Miss Tanya Gonzalez Ingram. And she has been everything from the River Oaks Democratic Women's Group to something extraordinary called Clubs in Action. And they have really, in my opinion, galvanized this whole community. But would you believe it already? We have a caller. Uh, Miss Edna Griggs, are you there, Miss Edna? Good morning. Good morning there, Ms. Edna. You have, of course, me, Gilbert Garcia, Talk Inspiration and Prayer, and Mr. Randy Zarlinski and Tanya Ingram-Gonzalez. But, Ms. Edna, what do you see going on out there in the field? Oh, I see people that are hungry. People that are really in dire need of, of um, food. Um, thank you, uh, Gilbert, for what you did on Saturday, uh, giving out the turkeys and things. Uh, that was, I was, I'm sure you felt the love, the pain and everything else in doing that. So we've just got a lot of, you know, we just got to keep working and keep doing. I think we need to create our own gardens and things so we can really be able to to feed the people because they are in dire need. You know, Miss Edna, I'm so glad you called it. I'm so glad you brought that up because I had the pleasure of doing um, a couple of turkey giveaways this weekend. And one I did at the Victory International Church, which of course is Pastor Claude Cummins III. And uh-huh. I mean, when we got there at 10, which is when it's supposed to start, there were already about six or 700 cars yes. in line. Yes. Wow. In line. They had started around four wow. or five hours earlier. And yeah. I mean, when you hear callous people uh, and people that are just heartless, or remember, remember the Grinch? Remember when the yep. Grinch's heart was two sizes too small? When you have yep. people who are just two sizes too small, they say things like, oh, there's not hunger around, or, or they don't want to work. You hear all this nastiness. But all you got to do is be there and see in their eyes the excitement when they know their entire Thanksgiving changed 
because we gave them a turkey. Yes. I mean, it's, right. it's unbelievable, right. Ms. Edna. Wow. It's, it's unbelievable. It is. It is. And, thank you, thank you, thank and you then, so much. And then we did it all day long. We gave out 800 turkeys. And then yesterday, um, I was had the pleasure to go to one with Senator Boris Miles. He has three. And I'm not sure how many they gave out, but I know we gave out about 300 um, wow. at one location. He went to three different locations. You gave 500. 500 is the word for my studio audience. Wow. And wow. I, I mean, um, it is an incredible feeling, and I have mixed feelings about it. Part of me is like the greatest joy of giving, but part of me is like, how can we in this great country mm -hmm. and in yes. this incredible city have all this poverty and all these people who need help. And I don't mean a handout, I mean a hand up. That's what they need, Miss Edna. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I was uh, actually talking to uh, the lady at the, actually met a lady at the food bank. Uh, now she's the director is gonna be over at the new location that they're gonna be building over on uh, 249. And um, I was just telling her that my seniors, cause I deal a lot with the seniors, and they get boxes, you know, they get these boxes every other month that's delivered to them. And what I found out is that those boxes are like government boxes. So a lot of times they're only like canned goods. You know, it's, it's all canned goods, things that's non-perishable items. And so I said, well, where's the vegetables? Where's the right. things like that? Well, they don't get that. And so uh, in talking to her, uh, she says, well, let me check and see what I can find out. So as of last week, she is going to start adding with the food bank uh, two vegetables that they will get along with their boxes. Not just a matter of picking up the phone and talking to somebody. You and know, all this, you know, and so it's, it's we've got to advocate for our people. That is, you know, again, it's, it's such an incredible, uplifting story. But my goodness, we just got to do better, Miss Edna. We got to do, do better. better. We got to do yeah. better. Better. And, and let me ask my colleagues, I mean, I have Randy Zarlinski here. They do all kinds of things. And then, of course, I have Tanya here. Have you guys been involved with some of these food giveaways? <coughs> Randy, what, what sort of things does the HAC do? Well, we're not a social service agency, but I think one thing we're doing that's going to promote what you've been doing this coming weekend on America's Table on Channel uh, 2, yeah, yeah. there's promotion of the various corporations of what they're doing on diversity, showcasing what you've done in the community with your distribution efforts, what HEB is doing. America's Table is celebrating diversity and shared values and immigrant stories. It's going to air 5 in the morning, Thanksgiving Day, and then Saturday night at 8 o'clock on Channel 2. And it's really celebrating our diversity, learning about our communities, as well as the immigrant stories, some very high-profile people in Houston. I want to hold that thought because I want you to go in a minute um, from the very beginning like, how is the origin of the whole mm -hmm. America's Table? So hold that thought, because I really want to go into that. Uh, Tanya, anything you want to say to Miss Edna? I love her. Isn't she great? <laughs> she knows that. Yeah. Miss Edna, uh, you know, and Clubs in Action is, is new. We're still finding our way. And uh, she knows that she can call me anytime. And we're trying to find our way in, in the community where we're just not doing the get out the vote. Mm -hmm. We want to do more for our community, and that's going to be partnerships with uh, Miss Edna Griggs and uh, Deborah Adams out in Pleasantville that they're doing so much, not only during the election process, but year, year round, right? They're really in touch with their community, um, doing everything right. And Miss Edna knows she's got my number 
and we're going to have yeah. a discussion after this. I didn't know who it was. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. Great work, honey. Great work you did. No, That's but you're doing the, you've right. been doing the, the work for so long and you don't only do it to get people elected. You do it for the people year round, and that's what makes a difference between you and I. And I want to yeah. be you. I want to be you. Yeah. So just Thank know you. that you. you're a mentor that I'm looking forward to continue working and to teach us the rope. Yeah. Well, you it's know? funny. You want to be her. I want to be both of you. So, so somehow, somehow. And the thing is, is that we're going to do such great work. Yeah, yes. that's true. Such great work. Because you got the energy. You know, I'm getting older now, okay? I'm 71. So some of that footwork, I can't do anymore. So that's where it takes coming in and bringing that young generation like you had, these young ones out there doing what they were doing. So together, we can we can change the world. Yeah, but Miss Edna, what you did on advocacy, making a phone call, making a difference. That's what it takes. It's not gonna be just us articulating it. It's the individual making that phone call, advocating for what they believe in, and look yes. at the difference you made. Yes, yes, it was so happy. They said, we got we got yams and cabbage on yesterday with our boxes. Oh, that's, that's so awesome. beautiful. That's yes. so beautiful. And, and it's gonna take conversations, right? Because it might yes. be that I don't know what Miss Edna's doing, but it's, it's picking up the phone and that's, that's a culture that we need to move into, right? Building bridges between communities, not just on an election time, but year exactly. round. Taking care of everyone. Thank y'all. Thank everyone. y'all so, so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing, and hopefully that we can all work together and we can change the world. Let's do it. Well, thank you, Miss Edna, for calling in. We really, really right. appreciate it. Y'all have a great Thanksgiving. You, you too. too. I want to come back, Randy. Let's go back to, first of all, let our listeners know AJC, y'all been doing such wonderful things. What what is that mission? And then go into how did this America's Table start? American Jewish Committee founded in 1906, literally as a committee of Jewish men fighting pogroms against Jews in the former Soviet Union. And to this day, it's involved relationship building, plural, pluralistic society, democratic values with the small d for what the country means and with 24 offices in the United States, 13 overseas, really engaged, as you've noted, building relationships, building bridges, having conversations, advocating on issues. America's Table, all of us remember 9-11. After that, to bring the country together, that was in September, for Thanksgiving, created America's Table throughout the country with AJC offices to really celebrate our diversity and our shared values, and also the various democratic principles. And once again, from 9-11 to today, 2008, we started it here with Congressman Al Green and continued that with COVID, we had to look for a different venue than bringing the diverse community here in Houston together of Asian, Black, Latino, Muslim, Jewish, Evangelical, all segments of our society. Channel 2 stepped up and said, this is about Thanksgiving. It's about coming together. Families and friends are together. There may be differences, but everybody's around the table. It's sharing journeys to America of everybody got here. Everybody's an immigrant almost, right? except for Native Americans. Everybody came here because their parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents decided to take the risk to come to America. It's celebrating that journey, as well as sharing immigrant stories. 
We've created, over the past two years and this year, the Astros Foundation graciously hosted it at Minute Maid Park, having teens, focusing on teens from various ethnic and faith groups, really learning about each other, sharing a time together, learning about the journey, knowing that's the next generation. Um, the three of us, it's a current generation. It's all great, but we're not going to change each other's minds at all. But the next generation, there's opportunities to understand that we all have shared values, that the society works best when everybody's working together and not pitted against each other. Amen. That is such a, I mean, I almost want to like have recorded you. I think we did record you because we've got to play that back. You said so many uh, thought provoking things all in that one little moment. Uh, that I hope our leaders, I mean, our listeners really got. Uh, is there a Reese on the line? We have another caller already. Is there a Reese? Yes, there is. Reese, yes, what do you got you, for Gilbert. me? Either Gilbert Garcia, Randy, or Tanya? <laughs> yes, for the group. Um, so as we look at our country and the increasing homelessness across, you know, all cities, as we think of our great city here in Houston, what solutions do y'all see on an ongoing basis as to ways that we can improve uh, the homelessness situation. And uh, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll stand back and listen. Thank you. Well, Reese, all I can tell you is this. Uh, you know, you read that in Houston that we've done a very good job, at least that's what they report. But all I know is when I come downtown, I see more and more and more, especially at wintertime. So, Reese, I don't know if I have the magic wand uh, but I think it's a combination of the government getting involved, groups getting involved, faith groups. I think it's a combination of uh, facilities for them, education for them, so you know, so they can uh, become active in society. I think there's probably a lot of mental health involved and mental health uh, attention. So I don't think I have the answer, but I know one thing: we need to do better. And I think once you acknowledge that we need to do better. That's the beginning of finding the solution because we've got to do better for our fellow human beings. Yeah, um, I don't know that I have the answer because I have many answers. Um, I think mental health needs to be in the forefront. I think we need to start taking care. We need to put people first. Uh, I don't know if I should say this here, but like right now we're tearing down buildings that could be used to for low income housing mm -hmm. right we need to look at our leaders and our cities we need to look at the projects we need to be involved as human beings every vote counts uh, we need to put the right people uh, that have the solutions for that and it doesn't take one person and one answer right this is, this is such complex um, but it's it's putting people first and that's healthcare first um, and then it's, it's making sure that every project, every building, that we are not dislocating more people. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the answer, but oh my God, I live in um, Edo. I know that's not a Houstonian thing to say, but east of downtown. And I see it in my own neighborhood. And I just, it breaks my heart every day because I, I don't have the answers and I wish I, I could. Or I wish that I could elect more people that have the answers. Mm -hmm. Well, I think they, they say the, the acknowledgement of the issue is the first part of the cure. Uh, and I think that's what we got to do. Um, but Randy, anything you want to throw in there? No, the only thing to add, 
the city is at least starting to address it. Mm -hmm. Mike Nichols is heading yes. the housing commission here. There was real efforts working with the state to get the homeless people that were under the underpasses yep. to other places. But it's my understanding very hard that some of them don't want to go to a facility. And it gets back to what Tanya right. Gilbert were talking about. It's a mental health component, a health component that's got to also be addressed, not just finding a facility for them to be in. And Mike Nichols is, is brilliant. I mean, the yeah. guy's brilliant. Um, you know, he's an ex-CEO of one of the big companies in town. The, the guy's just a prince uh, and has done so much philanthropy and so many good things for the community. So, Mike, if you're out there listening, we thank you for what you're doing. Uh, Reese, thank you for the call. Uh, let's Absolutely. continue on the show. Thank you, Reese. And thank I wanna, you all for your comments. You're very, very welcome. I want to go back to um, Channel 2. How wonderful for them. Did they just approach you and say, you know what, let's partner together? Because how great that they would use their, I don't know the right word, rentable space to do the show. I mean, I don't know the right word, the inventory of time. That's remarkable. Well, what's happened from America's table, we've created a community of conscience that AJC's created here in Houston with faith and ethnic leaders. And it's the entire cross-section of this city that whether it's the chief of police, people that are running for office or influentials to meet with, knowing they can check the box that they've met with every community in one meeting. Well, we met with station managers of all the television stations pre-COVID saying there's more to this city than crime, murders, and fires. Amen. There's communities out there that need to be showcased of where people are, Acres Homes, the Gulfton area. There's a Ukrainian community. There's a Chinese community. The original Chinese community was at Minute Maid Park where it stands. It's now further out on Bel Air but it's really finding out. And Channel 2 with COVID, Jerry Martin, who just retired, who was station manager, jumped at it and said, this is bringing people together. We've had the same experience over at KHOU Channel 11, Bobby Springer, that said, look, we want to start doing segments on Great Day Houston about the diversity of the city and the issues the community of conscience is looking at. We've done Asian heritage, Latino heritage, Jewish American heritage. We've had Steven Kleinberg on talking about the diversity of the city. There's an interest from the media that, yeah, they got to get behind communities as opposed to just how many murders there were, the scorecard, how many fires, right. how many crimes, and how many murders there were. Touche to you. That is so wonderful. And Kleinberg, look, he's an American treasure. He's not no. a Houston. He's an American, American treasure. Right. Um, and uh, every time I hear him, I learn something. Every single time. And uh, we've had him here. We're going to have him on the show. We've had him talk about his book here. Uh, what a prince he is. Tanya, let me come to you because I did something yesterday that I thought was very cool. So um, we did the item, the turkey giveaway with Senator Miles and a lot of his uh, supporters and staff and, and members in his district. And then I went to this item, and I didn't know what to expect, but I went to this item at Christina Morales's parents, um, the old radio show they, they used to have mm -hmm. years ago, and of course Christina Morales is our state rep there on the East End, and I was a guest of yours at the whole Clubs in Action for their, I don't know if it was your Thanksgiving celebration, Friendsgiving, Friendsgiving but the bottom line, it was just sort of a, I don't know, way to go fellowship. I couldn't believe all the different people from all the different parts of the city, there was you know, groups, uh, Democratic groups from this part of town, this part of town, this part of town. I didn't even know all those groups existed. 
I mean, how did you even do all that? Well, I mean, we have over 33 clubs, um, probably more, um, in Harris County, right? And we all had been working in silos. So it was just bringing everyone together, right? We, we just needed to have a conversations with club leaders and bring them together. And let me tell you, it was, you saw, everybody's so amazing and they're so much fun. They're so dedicated. They are super volunteers. They are really working. They're, they're, they're footprint, yep. right? We had humble dumps, right? They, they, did, they were the rock stars. They were rock stars. We had greater heights in there. We had Southwest Dumps. I mean, we had clubs from all over the county. And they really did an amazing job. And and I don't know, we just, yesterday was about building relationships because all we wanted to do is, how many friends do you have on social media that you don't know in real life, right? But you know mm -hmm. that they're doing good work. And that's where we were. We all knew we are Democrats doing work. But we either belong to like a page, whether it's, van users or the party or whatever but we were just all navigating through social media not in person and you know when you meet somebody in person it's a different connection you're building bridges you're building friendships and it brings a different energy and so that's what we wanted and yesterday there was people meeting themselves for the first time that had worked on this election the whole time but they had been friends for weeks for months through social media well, I thought it was just fantastic. Right. Um, just hearing everybody, hearing you speak, oh. uh, hearing some of the other people speak, just seeing, just hearing their stories about their parts of their communities and their clubs, uh, it was a real joy. And more than anything else, and, and of course, I'm partisan. Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Democrat. <laughs> but ignoring that, more than anything else, we just need people to be involved. We just need people to be involved. We just do. Because we all really want the same thing. We all want a better Houston, right? We all want a better Houston. And I think that there's probably more things in common that we have together than things that, you know, put us apart. If we can just all sit down together and talk about the things we have in common. And that's what we do, right? It's about fellowship. Because I can guarantee you that you can fill this room with Democrats, and I guarantee you we will fight about something, something. or everything, yep. right? Because we look at things differently. We have different backgrounds cultures and you know we're different people but the one thing that we have in common is that we want a better houston we want a better harris county we want everyone's rights in the rooms to be protected right that is what we want and that's why we will work so hard at knocking on doors everyone in that room worked for free everyone in that room and they knocked on thousands of doors and they did it because they wanted to get Lena Hidalgo. We wanted to safeguard our judges. And now, we, that's, it's, that's not the only thing that we want. We want to work with organizations like yours, right? We need to build bridges in all aspects of the community. And it's going to take doing this, doing this, right? And building more friendships. Amen. I mean, there, there was just a, um, an element of goodness in the room. You know, just right. an, element, an element of good. But hold on, hold that thought. We have a Sophia on the line. Sophia, are you there? You have Gilbert Garcia, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. Again, I've got uh, from AJC, Randy Sarlinski, and from Clubs in Action, Miss Tanya Gonzalez Ingram. What do you got, Sophia? Oh, yeah. Um, hi, Tanya. I'm listening to what you're saying about um, the importance of 
building fellowship in person and how, you know, I feel like it's very easy to kind of make these passive connections on the internet with one another through social media. But I'm wondering, you know, because it really is so much more powerful when you can build these communities in the real world, in person, face to face. And I'm wondering if you, any of you have any ideas on how we can increase that um, in the coming years. I feel like we kind of fell back during the COVID years onto relying on the internet to to mediate all of these relationships. And I'm just wondering um, how we can go forward um, building this fellowship face-to-face. Well, Sophia, Clubs in Action just did that. We're, we're in the process of still doing that. We, we called, we picked up the phone and we called um, club leaders, club members from different clubs yeah. around, not just, I mean, we have 23 organizations that at some point were working with Clubs in Action, but didn't stop there. We also worked with First Tuesday and Texas Organizing Project and Battleground and um, Labor. At some point, we were all talking, and it, it's up to us to pick up the phone, right? It was up to me to pick up the phone and call Jay Malone. It was up to me to call Jonathan with... Uh, Lena's campaign. It was up to me to pick up the phone and, and called Southwest Dems and Humble Dems and have these conversations. And when I say it's up to me, it's up to you, right? It's up to you, Gilbert. It's up to you. It's, we have to, we have to start picking up the phone because COVID is not going away. We're, I mean, my son just tested positive for COVID yesterday. Mm-hmm. COVID is not going to go away, but we have to rebuild. We have to rebuild our relationships, we have to have fellowship in person because otherwise we all suffer at the end. And we saw that, right? We we saw a little bit of that in 2020, how we weren't going into meetings and, and we had people going hungry and we had people going alone. And we have to make the effort to start calling people and saying, you know what, let's have lunch on Thursday. And, you know, I have to give Christina uh, Morales, a representative, Christina Morales, a shout out because she donated her space yesterday so we could have fellowship, so we could make the call to have people together. And it's like, not just, I'm sure that you follow people on Facebook that you've never met. And if you know they are in Houston, just send them a text message or, you know, a message and say, you know what, want to catch lunch? Right. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's a beautiful idea. Sophie, is, um, um, uh, you're Sophia, right? No, what was your first yes. name again? Sophia. Sophia. It seems Sophia. to me. Okay, thank you. It's Excuse me. It seems to me there are so many ways to get involved. I mean, yeah. I'm sure your, your local church, your, your local community, whatever your um, neighborhood you're in, you know, there's probably a civic club. There's probably all different areas that you can get involved. And my view is yeah. get involved. Get involved with people. You're going to have fun doing it. You're going to meet new friends. And I think it's wonderful yeah. that you asked us the question. So are you ready, yeah. Sophia? Thank you all. I'm sure there's a Democratic club in your area. <laughs> Sophia, are you call ready? Me, Come on. Call me, Sophia. I'm ready, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you, Sophia, Sophia for calling in. Sure. Bye-bye Happy now. Thanksgiving. All right, so Houston, again, this is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. The whole purpose of starting this show was I was tired of all the scoreboard of murders and crime and all the things you see here on the news, and I said, you know what, we got to have an outlet to talk about other things, good things, 
and showcase good groups. And I've had people that have been cancer survivors. I've had sex trafficking survivors. I've had all kinds of inspiring stories. And that's what got this show a rolling. And now we're on five stations. KWWJ, I want to thank you for being our partner. Keep walking with Jesus. Of course, KYOK, the legendary KYOK. And then, of course, KCOH, the source. And then Aliento Radio is Sanguit. And we're not done. We're going to get more stations. We're going to keep spreading the word. And to call in, it's 832-570-8075. Call in, call in. Just say anything you want to Houston. So, Randy, I'm going to come back to you because, um, I mean, I have never been to uh, the Holy Land and to Israel. But people who go tell me it is a life-changing experience. And I know you've been many times. Um, what is it about going back to the Holy Land that touches people so deeply? I think what touches people when I'm involved in a couple of projects sending, especially like teens from the 18th Congressional District, Israel, it's the Holy Land. Okay, Houston, we tend to tear down things when they're 10, 20, 30 years old. I mean, we have fights over the Astrodome, which yeah. should be happening. When you go to the Holy Land, when you go to Israel, it's thousands of years of history where you're walking. And there's even a late rabbi, Shlomo Karbach, that used to, my first trip, he sat with everybody and said, while you're here in Israel, if you ever step where God thought of your existence, you can't leave. And everybody's feet came off the ground of worrying where you're going to step. But wherever you go, it's thousands of years, whether it's in Jerusalem, whether it's in Haifa, whether it's in Tel Aviv, down in the Negev, wherever you're going, it's thousands of years. We send, with the Mickey Leland Kibbutzim Foundation for high school juniors, 10 kids, black, Latino, Asian, that go to Israel for four weeks that are high school juniors. Four weeks? How wonderful. And, it, and it's all paid for. They don't wow. pay for anything. They have to be live in or go to school in the 18th Congressional District. We tell the parents, you're going to get back a young adult. This is a life-altering experience. One, adopting why the late congressman created it, was to learn about a different culture, a different society, and to work in it. The same thing we're talking about in Houston, learning about each other's diversity. In Israel, they live with a family. They live on a kibbutz. They work. They partake in society. And yeah, nobody goes with them. Think of you sending your high school junior for four weeks. There's a guide there. There's a driver. But there's no chaperone that goes. They have to learn to get along. They don't know each other. For four weeks, they come back, young adults. And they're the only ones in America that can write that college application on oh that experience. That is so but fantastic. Is. So, <laughs> that is so And how long has that been going on? This is its 41st year. The late Cong the 41st year? The late Con Congressman Leland created it when he was a state rep. He, wanted, he went to Israel, lived on a kibbutz, wanted to move there for a while, but Barbara Jordan, no longer in Congress, Mickey Leland took this position and said, you know what, I can't go live there. I'm going to create the program for high school kids in the district that never have this opportunity to travel, to go see a different society, and they also learn that the world is not just their neighborhood. There's and a globe, global community out there. Let me ask this. Explain to our listeners, what is a kibbutz? A kibbutz, Israel was created 75 years ago, literally more on a socialism 
model a kibbutz is where everybody lives together on the kibbutz on that area they share everything at that point when it was created you had children they all lived and spent the day in a certain area they didn't spend it with the family the kibbutz was responsible for raising the kids okay she's a community organizer you've got a major funds that you manage etc you all have incomes but for the kibbutz you didn't get to keep your income or yours it all went to the kibbutz and everybody got the same if a family wanted a bike the kids needed a bike everybody in the kibbutz got a bike you needed you know the kibbutz decided the kibbutz also decided who goes to college who didn't those don't exist the way they did in israel's creation uh but they're still kibbutzim guest houses still operate most one. most of them are totally different now wow. than what they were but when the state was created it was somewhat communal life in the sense that everybody ate together you had your own place to live but the kibbutz raised your kids um, whatever your job was it all went into the pool um, and therefore whether you made ten thousand dollars or if there was a guy that was a CBS photographer that lives on a kibbutz he obviously made more than most people in the kibbutz, but that whole salary went into the kibbutz. That is such a beautiful thought. To, Let me ask you this: So, how many people? Because I don't have a, I don't have a is size. It, is it like a hundred people? Is it like a thousand? I mean, how many people are in a kibbutz? Well, it's changed over the years because economically they couldn't survive right. the old way. There's one in the north that uh, manufactures uh, your sprinkler systems and the drip irrigation that Texas uses to make agriculture grow in the valley. But the whole drip irrigation systems, they export. That's what they manufacture. There's others, they've gotten smaller. There's some that are now small hotels that people come for resorts, et cetera. So there used to be hundreds. Now it's not the place. They're still kibbutzim, but it's not the same. I mean, there's some that are agriculture. I mean, the Leland interns that went would get up at 4 in the morning to pick produce, to pick cotton, and by 11 o'clock, they're done because it's too hot. Wow. You can't keep working out in that heat. So wow. they're out 4 in the morning. So each kibbutz, there's, they're not the same things they wore back in the yeah. uh, what a, what 50s, great, 60s, What a great 70s. experience for those young people. Right. But hold that thought. We have a caller. Is there a Pam Medina? Is that the Pam Medina? <laughs> the? Yes, sir. Is, is this Judge Pam Medina? Yes. <laughs> Judge-elect, yes, Judge I'll be elect. Uh, sworn in January 1st. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Pam. I will make, we made history. We made history, all of us together. Well, let me um, ask the you. first ever minority to serve as a probate judge in Harris County history. Oh. Well, Congratulations Pam, on your it, election. I mean, how does it feel? You. Do you just look in the mirror and do you just say, you know, I feel good, da 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 I mean, do you just do that? I mean, tell me it the truth. Ex- tell me the it truth. Was exhilar- it was exhilarating, <laughs> but I was also exhausted. Oh, my God. campaign trail. Uh, but then, you know, you get to the work that needs to be done, and it's serious work. You're dealing with people who have dealt with the loss of a loved one or a family member who's incapacitated. So it's uh, it's also sobering, understanding the work that I will be undertaking I, uh, in probate court, too. Wait, I do have to say, go, go. though, I do have to say, one of my favorite candidates, but it wasn't just about judge-elect Pamela Medina. She had a tribe. She <laughs> had wow. her whole family out there. You, you just, oh, wow. I, I, I felt like I was meeting mom, I was meeting dad, I was meeting brother, I was meeting, and it was like, it was a labor of love. 
that campaign was known at all polling locations <laughs> because you know it's true you know <laughs> and, and, you. and she had her mom out there it was just like Brian. She, she had groupies she had groupies <laughs> they were the hardest working campaign out there that is so great it was thank it you. took a village and she came with the village thank you that is and, such I, a and I make thing. that promise I make that promise at my um, you know fundraiser receptions that as hard as I worked in this campaign um, I'll do the same as your judge well you the know, exact same now, now Pam one of the great things is uh, you know, I'd like to think I'm an educated person, but when it comes down <laughs> to looking at these ballots and all these judges, I mean, I don't really know the differences in all these things. But you really helped educate me, and I think you helped educate our audience. You were on the show <laughs> many times about the different courts and what they do in probate, and I and it really gave me a better understanding of why we need. Uh, judges that have empathy for people, that care about people, because you have these lives in your hands uh, and you're right. making decisions that will impact these people. So I am so glad that you're willing to do the Lord's work mm. and to Amen. be to be doing these things because Amen. we need Thank someone you. like you. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, I think Thank it's you. amazing. I want to make sure I give you a shout out because are you having, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't you having an event or something? To, uh, we want to know about your event. Don't you have an event coming up? I do have one coming up December 13th. Tell us, tell us all. Go to my website. Um, we are having a victory celebration. Um, everybody's invited. And um, the date is December 13th. Should be starting off about 530. And I will post it on my website, PamelaMedinaCampaign.com. So everybody can look and come. Obviously, everybody's invited. And this, but this, but, but to be clear too, this is a fundraiser, right? Because we need to make it's sure. It's awesome. Yes, it's definitely a fundraiser, and you can also go to my campaign website and donate. The very first button after you know my introduction is the donation button. Then you go through my bio, and then you can see any invitations for events. So yes, Pamela Medina Campaign .com. I would appreciate obviously anybody attending, but also any donations uh or even if you you know want to be a part of the tribe uh Pam, <laughs> I, I want to be part of this tribe. i want to be part of the Pam oh my Medina god tribe. i mean <laughs> i mean i want to be a tribe there's a secret handshake but no but her tribe was like prepared they brought chairs they brought snacks oh. like her tribe did not suffer and they travel well and i was just like i love them it wasn't just water. oh my god they had snacks no it had snacks they came Thank prepared, you. and I was just like, we were all at awe because you knew you you were either, yeah, I mean, you knew you were in the right place because you would see a Pamela Medina sign. Yes. They're like, yep, this is an election, this is yeah, a polling there location. There must be a poll place. Yeah, yeah well, this, is a, this is one of the good ones, right? Right, well, I mean, I think you even had, like, grandbabies out there, was that... Uh, my nephew. Nephew, my nephew, right? My grandbabies live out of state, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So, yeah, my nephew. But you had, like, it, yeah, I mean, she... There was no age limit to this campaign. I mean, you, there was well, no age limit. And the best campaigners are the little ones because they yeah. draw people oh, to them, right? My God. Um, and it was just such a beautiful. It was a beautiful lesson for my nephew too, because obviously it's very important that you approach uh, voters when they're coming in. But not everybody wants to be approached, and that's not necessarily a negative thing. Some people already know who they're voting for, and they are voting for, you know, the particular candidate you're pushing, uh, or otherwise they just, you know, know who they're voting for. And I taught him that rejection's not a bad thing. And he's a baseball player. And I said, 
hey, because he came back a little embarrassed. And after he, you know, approached voters walking in at West Gray, he came back a little embarrassed, a little bruised. And I said, well, uh, when you go to, you know, when you play a game, do you strike out? Yeah. <coughs> do you stop playing the game when you strike out? No. I said, same thing here. Get back over there. Well, so he had a great time. Well, Pam, let me ask you this. So when are you, what's the right word, inaugurated? Or what, what is it called when in, you're sworn it, it, in? Sworn in. Sworn in. Sworn in. Yeah, it's an investiture. Investiture. That's the word I'm looking for, investiture. And that will be in January. So and, we have a group swearing in, in January, on January 1st, but then we'll have something actually in my court, well, not my courtroom, the courtroom that I will preside in in mid-January. Oh my so. goodness. Well, we want to know all about it. So can like Absolutely. people, can people go and watch? Or is this like, you Absolutely. know, there's it's only so open. many people going to be there. We're so going to be there. Yeah, I want to be there. I want to be there. And you know what? And, Absolutely. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a donation today. And if I don't do one of those, um, did you ever see the movie Moonstruck? When Cher slapped Nicholas Cage, you can just Nicholas slap Cage. me if I don't uh, come through. Okay? I'm, I'm gonna she that. slapped him and then he looked at her and then she slapped him again. Uh, so I do remember that. Remember that movie? That's a classic yeah, slap, slap scene. Uh, that, of course, in the Academy Awards, when Will Smith went up there and, and slapped him. Um, that was the slap that hurt. That was heard around the world. Uh, but no, Pam, I really mean it. I am so glad you called in. We celebrate Thank you. you. Yes. Uh, we honor Thank you. you. And I can't wait to see you sworn in. And I'm sure your husband is so thrilled uh, yes, that, he can, that he can yeah. see you again. <laughs> yeah, that part. Oh you God. know what I mean? That, that, that he can see you oh again. Oh, my God, yes. A normal, a normal schedule. Right? Unbelievable. Uh, Pam, thank you for calling in. We'll be there. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank ma you so much, Gilbert, and all the guests that are there. You're it's welcome. Always enjoyable. Thanks for the opportunity. Always. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. So I want to go back to something. Um, was that another call? I heard a beep. No? Okay, good. Um, so when you go back... Uh, you know, how are things, how are they now in the Middle East, in the whole, you know, are, I mean, it just seems that relationship seems to be better. There was the whole Arab Spring. I mean, are, are things better? Or is that just a, I don't know, a romantic thought or a facade that I ha might have? The question is, are things better? Well, yeah, the, world, the World Cup is in Qatar. I mean, it's I mean, taking place. That's started yesterday that yeah. the world is coming and yeah even as you know Americans are traveling even Israelis from flights from Ben Gurion to Qatar are being allowed by the, by the Qataris to allow so I mean the world's coming together but the Middle East at large it's still a tinderbox you've got ISIS still ex exist it's in Iraq it's in Syria it's in Lebanon You've got the conflict going on in Syria. You've got the Iranians with protest on the streets, not knowing what's going to come of those. Where's the military really going to go with the protesters or with the government long term? Uh, the Israelis still operating as they should as a democracy. They just had elections. They're putting together a government. Like the rest of the world, the Israelis are moving further to the right. Mm -hmm. um, it's not any different than what's gone on in the United States and going on in Europe. Um, but there's relationships. You've got the Abraham Accords that took place during the last administration and continuing under this administration that are heavily economically driven for trade as well as tourism between the Arabian Gulf and what's going on in Israel. So 
yeah, there's still tensions. There's still not peace everywhere. But if you go, it is not what you see on CNN or you see on Fox. Like when the teens go, they're ready to see tanks in the streets, people fighting. No, they're at cafes. They're at the beach. Yeah. They're going to theater. They're in restaurants. Well, if you go to Cairo, you see the same thing. I mean, people are going about their daily lives. You know, we need to see more of that. People need to see that, to know that things, I mean, that in and of itself means things are better because people are just, life is continuing, life is right. going on. I think that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we need democracy to survive there. I mean, the world needs that. Uh, and so I think it's great that we're, um, you know, supporting Israel and we've, and we've got to help it <coughs> keep democracy alive. Definitely, on the right? I mean, list. I mean, I, I, mean, I want to go. I, I, I really want to go. But we went, we went to Lebanon, which I love Lebanon. We have Lebanese friends, and we went to Lebanon, Lebanon for a wedding, and we wanted to go to Israel. And they're like, you can't do that in the same passport. Is that true or not true? No, um, no. You, Israel, Israel doesn't care. Okay. Sur um, I was supposed to go to Syria forty years ago, but they wouldn't let us in. We're going to go Syria, Jordan, Israel. But I've been to Jordan, been to Egypt. Um, when you went leaving, there's not direct flights from Beirut or from Lebanon. And I was in Lebanon in 82 during No, I mean, we just that. went. So we went to Lebanon, and then we, we... You would have had to leave Lebanon, go to Cyprus, fly from Cyprus right. back to Israel. But we had also to been Jordan. to Turkey, so that they said to come... What they told us is to get like a provisional passport to be able to go in, so that way they wouldn't give you a hard time. But Israel wouldn't have never. Turkish Airlines mm -hmm. has the second most flights to Israel out of Istanbul, except for El Al going to Israel. The Israeli oh, airline, Turkish Air, has got more flights. I'm all in. Let's make it in 23. And, uh, and, yeah, and, and, I and, go. and you know, there's airlines, including Turkish, that flies here to Istanbul, Istanbul, Tel Aviv. So I mean. The Israelis go back and forth. I mean, there's trade between Turkey and Israel. Um, so, I mean, Lebanon's a whole different story of what right. you've, you've been there. You know. I love Lebanon, though, so. because I was expecting the same, right? right. Um, but let me just say, I've never party harder than what I did in Lebanon. Oh, my God. I mean, you sit at dinner, and they're like six hours long. Oh, my Oh, my God. And they're amazing. And the people are just love. Love, love, love. It's, it's just beautiful. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. We have another caller. Is there a, a, a victory on the line? Hi, yes. Victory, you have me, Gilbert Garcia. Talk, inspiration, and prayer right here. What do you got for us, Victory? Yeah, um, I just wanted to ask, you know, as many children are out for Thanksgiving break this week, I can't help but think about the ongoing issue of food insecurity among Houstonians. So while on break, children in poverty lack consistent access to food in their homes, unlike when they're in school, when, where they're like provided with breakfasts and lunches. I just wanted to highlight the issue and get some insight into what I can do to help out, especially during the holidays. Well, I think that is wonderful that you are, um, have the foresight to bring it up and to make it an issue for all of Houston to hear, because it's out there. We mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, I was uh, participating in two turkey giveaways and we've got several coming up here, uh, especially the big one at George R. Brown. And yeah, it's 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 heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to see, but yet it's uplifting. It's it's hard. It's heartbreaking to see families there in line 
four or five hours for a turkey. But then yet when you see them come through and you see the joy in their smiles and, and some of them are crying, they're so appreciative, it's very uplifting. Um, so I don't have the answers for you. My hunch is a lot of <laughs> the um, you know, churches and a lot of the synagogues and everything are probably all doing things. Um, I'm sure there are other people that are you know, doing good by people, but there's gonna be two big giveaways at George R. Brown. And if you call me later, uh, I'll be able to give you that information because we're one of the sponsors, our firm. All right, great. Yeah, thank you so much. But thank you, Victory. That's a good thing to, to bring up, especially during this time of Thanksgiving where we all should give thanks for the many blessings that we have and really try to help those that uh, haven't had the blessings. Thank you, Victory, for calling on the show. I hope you call in again. Yes, sir. Thank you. So well, oh, I think we may have another caller, so let's hang on one second. And then I want to go back to partying in Lebanon. Oh, God. Oh, my God. But no, I... I... Do we have another caller there? Jerusalem is on my bucket a tip list. One. We have a... Charlie. Charlie? Yes. Is there a Charlie yes. on the line? This is Charlie. How are you? Charlie, how are you doing? You got me, Gilbert Garcia, a tip from Gilbert. And I have Thank my two guests so here. What do, you, what do you got for us? Either me, Randy Sarlinski, or Tanya uh, Ingram-Gonzalez. Yes, this is a question for, for both of your guests. Uh, just kind of building on the last caller, one of the things that I really enjoy seeing uh, uh, outside churches and synagogues and other community centers are those little pantry pop-up things. And I just have a hard time finding those in Texas. Is that something either one of your organizations have thought about putting? Because it's kind of like those little pop-up libraries where you can just stick food in and anybody can come by who needs it. And I think especially during like COVID and with more food insecurity, people who aren't necessarily qualifying for um, you know, mutual aid or, or government aid do find that they occasionally need stuff like that when you just for breakfast for their kids or things like that. So I was curious if you had heard of those little pantries and if you had ever thought about creating one uh, in like downtown or Montrose. You know, Charlie, I'm, I'm, um, I have an image of what you're saying, but I don't think I've ever seen one. Uh, and that, that's not to say they don't exist, but I don't think I've ever seen one. But what a great idea to think about a pop-up where you can distribute food or help people and pop it up in neighborhoods that are in most in need. Uh, I have not seen those. Have you seen those? Mm -hmm. Charlie, have you seen that? Yes, I, you know, in Arkansas, where I lived before, they were very, they were very popular outside churches or community centers, and you could put personal items in there, like toothbrushes or toothpaste, you could put dry goods or food, and, and people would know where they were, so if they were looking for something and they were hungry, they could come by and get something. That is wonderful. I had not heard that. You have, are you familiar with that at all? Yes, I mean, I'm, a, I'm from New York, so yes, <laughs> yes, they're... They have pop-ups, but we also have, like, community gardens in the city and, and stuff like that. So, yes. And I don't know how that would work here in Houston because of our heat. Mm -hmm. That would that would be concerning. But there has to be a way, right? Um, There's got to be a way. And and the, de the demand is there, the right? The demand the, is the, there. You know, and we just got to all have a heart and try to help out. But we do have a couple of organizations. So like, I know... Um, uh, Food, not bombs. Uh, oh my God! Please, I hope I'm saying their name accurately. I know they work one on one with uh, the um, the the homeless, and they really do a lot of work, um, making sure that they have all of those needs. And I know there's a couple. I know that um, 
Diana Alexander Martinez is uh, my Martinez Alexander. Sorry, um, she also is doing a lot of work. Um, so those are things that we again. It's gonna take conversations amongst people to see who's doing what, you know, and then be able to come up with an idea like that. That would be amazing. I would love to see a couple of those in downtown. Yeah, I would try to go help stock some of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, Charlie. We really appreciate you calling in. What else do you want to say to Houston here on this Thanksgiving Eve here, a couple of days from now, Thanksgiving? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I just, I do think it's important to have opportunities for mutual aid outside social services. And I think this is just a really simple way to do that for the community in a way where people don't have to sign up for services or, or become a part of a system um, type of distribution. So hopefully people might think the idea is interesting and might want to implement that um, around Houston. Thanks for having my call. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie, you got a wonderful heart. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I want to go back to Clubs in Action. So what's next for Clubs in Action? I mean, how do you keep this great momentum alive? Well, um, in, yes, we're in talks. We're in talks right now. I know that the club leaders, they, they want to continue working together. We saw what it looked like. Um, and then I know that PACs and organizations at the top, uh, they also want to work together, uh, you know, we're, we want to continue to have a relationship with labor and the Texas Organizing Project and Battleground Texas um, and First Tuesday. I mean, there's there's lots of organizations that we just know what we could bring. And it's not just that. It's the other 23 clubs uh, that make clubs in action, which is, you know, Humble Dams, Greater Heights, um, Southwest, uh, the Tejanos Dams. Uh, we want to make sure that we stay in communication and that we continue uh, to do the work. And then in 23, it looks like we're going to focus on uh, voter education and voter outreach, right? We're not probably going to be involved with a candidate or anything like that, but 13%, uh, it's the norm of the voters that turn out uh, for a city election, and that's so you have 13% of voters that are the ones, the deciding factor of who's our next mayor. That's it? 13%? That, about 13%. Come on, that's terrible. That is terrible. And so we want to make sure that we bump that number. And it's going to take, uh, you know, knocking on doors and making phone calls and letting people know that there's an actual election and the election process. So we want to continue to do that. And that's going to take, you know, working with the party and and all of these uh, partnerships to be able to get out the vote. So that's what we're gonna stay focused on 23. Um, and then, you know, we're getting ready for 24, might as well. Amen. <laughs> we have a Carmen on the line. Carmen, what you got for us? <laughs> Hello, sir, how you doing today? I'm very well, thank you for calling into the show. Yes, well, I wanna um, call in to say thank you for all the help you're doing to the community. I see you giving all these turkeys to all these unfortunately families. Thank you, thank you for, for that. Just And um, I also wanna publicly thank Ms. Edna Gritz. She gave me uh, a chance to be a presiding judge at the polls. It was a very exciting um, position. It was my first time me working at elections at the polls and everything so just want to say thank you to her publicly <laughs> oh that is so nice of you so miss edna mm -hmm. 
we, we all thank you because you do so much for everybody. That is wonderful. Mm. What else do you got to say to Houston? And thank you for your kind words about me but, and all my colleagues here and all the efforts. Go ahead there. I, I have something to say to Carmen. Carmen, I want to thank you for doing that. Thank you. We need now, we need people like you to work um, our polling locations. Uh, that is, we can vote as much as we want, but it, we need to have people like you uh, to make sure that every vote counts, that these polling locations are staffed, that we continue to get more people. And thank you to Edna Griggs for doing that, for getting people like you. Now we need you to bring three friends. <laughs> That's right, and relatives. To, 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 work, to work the polling locations, right? Um, yeah. Because that, that is, we, I don't know if you know, but there was a shortage of poll workers yeah. and Miss Edna doing the Lord's work, right? She's always out there hustling yes. and getting, yes. but we yes, need more indeed. Carmen's. We need more Carmen's <laughs> out there. Carmen, we thank you. Thank we, you. we salute you and for people who are don't understand when you see these poll workers just give them a big thank you because you yeah. know they're out there all day long and they're getting all these people getting mad at them like the line's too long and i didn't have paper and and you know y'all are just they're just trying to make this you know democracy work so i really thank you carmen you're just a, a an angel so we thank you well, and we hope to see you, you in 23. I, I will. I'm, okay. I'm coming back. All right. Thank, Thank you, Carmen. Keep it going. Thank you, Carmen. We're going to go to our Gobble Gobble song. Oh, we have another another caller. So this might be our last caller. I want to make sure Randy has a chance to give the whole uh, beef again about where we have the uh, uh, America's Table. All I want to make sure everybody knows the time, the channel, and everything again right after Katie. Katie, what do you got? Hi, I had a question for Tanya. You know, uh, she was talking about like how we need bigger voter turnout and such. And I was just wondering if um, y'all knew of any organizations that we could get involved with that might help with um, increasing those voter turnout numbers. Absolutely, Katie, we have tons of democratic clubs out there. So I don't, what part of town do you stay? Do you live in? Uh, I live um, inside the loop. Okay. On the north side. North side. So, you know, there there's lots of uh, clubs that you can get involved with. And on the north side, I, I would tell you to, like, join, like, Greater Heights Democrats. Um, Road Women is also doing amazing work. Um, and, you know, and to be honest with you, we can start a north side uh, Dems. So, Katie, call me. Uh, <laughs> we, Katie, you're drafted. You're, you're, you're being drafted because we did we do need more people on the ground in, in north side. And I, I have to give a shout out to the Greater Heights because they have adopted the north side. And, and Representative uh, Christina Morales is working it really hard as well. So we need more people like you. Um, so And you can be part of Clubs in Action as well. So I invite you to our meetings. Um, so, you know, follow us on social media, look up the heights. There's people already doing the work and we all we need is more volunteers. So Katie, my number, again, to call in for the radio show, you can call in 832-570-8075. And my cell phone, and when I was chairman of Metro, everyone had my cell phone, so I don't have a problem giving it out. 713-443-4330. You just call us, and we'll just uh, get you set up somewhere. Katie, thank you very much for calling in. I want to give Randy the last minute here, and then we'll go into our Gobble Gobble song, which 
we may uh, lose time here. But Raina, real quick, where again can everyone see America's Table, what time, what channel, et cetera? This Thanksgiving weekend, America's Table airs on KPRC, Click to Houston, 5 a.m. on Thanksgiving Day, 8 p.m. Saturday night in prime time. And you can also stream it live or even stream it afterwards on uh, Click to Houston's website. So they've got their own YouTube that'll be streaming live as well as afterwards to be able to view it. And do you, will you have it and on your website? We'll have it on our website. There's also an opportunity to join the community of conscience that is involved here meeting with candidates with, on Channel 11 as well as other activities to be able to engage. Wonderful. Randy, thank you for all that you yeah. do. And Tanya, thank you for all that you do. And you know what, Houston? I hope you tune in again. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia of Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. Say something nice to somebody out there in the world. Because you know what? We all want the same things, right? We all love our city. And you know what? Just hug your fellow human beings. We are KWWJ, KYOK, KCOH, Aliento Radio, and Sangeet. We're going to Call it a moment, and, and then we're going to stay on social media another minute or two. So let's hear this Gobble Gobble song, because the author says there aren't any songs about Thanksgiving. It's terrible, I know. But you know what? That's Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, it's a catchy song. <laughs> I like it now. Let me know when we're off there, producer. All right, so Houston, we just uh, finished our radio broadcast. We're going to wrap it up here on social media. I once again want to say thank you to my guests because they do so many great things. I'm going to give them both, uh, you know, the last word on what they want to say to everyone out there in Houston and social media and everything else. And I do wish everyone a happy and wonderful, incredible Thanksgiving. I hope you eat a bunch of food. I hope you take a long nap. And again, get involved in this community. It's your community. So I'm going to start with you, Tanya. What What do you want to say to Houston here, your last words? Well, I want to say happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Gilbert, for all the work that you have done and that you're going to continue to do. Looking forward to whatever futures. And uh, thank you for having me here. You're very welcome. Randy, last word, my friend. <coughs> One, thank you, Gilbert, for doing this weekly. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. And as you gather with friends or family, remember the journeys your parents, grandparents, or great-grandparents may have come to make this society as pluralistic and as great and diverse as it is. And Gilbert, thank you again. 
My pleasure. So we are signing off, Houston. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia, Talk Inspiration Prayer. We're here every Monday again from 11 to 12. You know that on KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus. On KYOK, again, that's the historic KYOK. KCOH, The Source. Aliento Radio and San Geek Radio. Stay tuned. We got a lot more coming at you next week. We'll see you next this time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 AM and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 AM and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 AM, The Source. On San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.